This is the Troll Patrol, live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol, live where I remembered to put up the Christmas decorations. Good evening. I meant to do this last night, but I completely forgot because I clearly was running behind. Good evening, good evening. If that intro did not put you in the Christmas mood, I don't know what will. Also, I completely forgot that I put the mistletoe over the scene of uh, Dana Loesch trying to, to dominate me. Cat puke counts. Um, when I went to bed, whenever I went to bed, Socks was outside of the door, uh, and I'm pretty sure he puked. Uh, so perhaps Curious or clean that one up, and I didn't have to deal with it. <laughs> pretty sure. Uh, socks puke. I've got a I've got a Maynard right here. Maynard, come over here. Come here, buddy. Come here. Hey, you don't want to fuck with me right now. Come on, buddy. We had to take the uh, the little one had to go to the vet this morning, and uh, I handed her off. And then, like a couple hours later, I'm like, oh, I missed the kitten. Because she had been with me all night last night. Especially like at the end of the stream, she was trying to attack my foot the entire time. What does second 9-11 mean? I swear to God, we've got the dumbest motherfucker in here. That's what DM stands for. Dumb motherfucker. Yeah, we're going to talk about January 6th because, like, right-wingers keep bringing it up. Marjorie Taylor Greene with her dumbass fucking uh, comments that the White House has condemned. Yes, your your first and last name are indeed dumb motherfucker. I can, I can assure everyone of that. <laughs> oh, my God. The... Like, how do, how do I, how am I supposed to have a conversation with somebody that thinks that Marjorie Taylor Greene is one of the greatest people in Congress? Absolute dumbest fucks walking the planet. I just, like, this is a little punk-ass kid that has never touched grass, has never seen a vagina in his life. But things that he knows about politics. It's embarrassing. Why do you fucks not feel embarrassment? It would save the rest of us a lot of goddamn time. Sure you have. As I said, got the Christmas decorations up. Um... I'm pretty sure everyone knows what they could get me for Christmas because I would I would uh, give anything in the world to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. Be that eye pussy, sir. That's what I want for Christmas. I'm not high enough for this shit. I'm not high at all. Once again, once again this me getting up later and later pretty much uh, results in me not being high when I'm on stream. Pax, Warlord, Simp, Tadpole, good evening my friends, so glad to see all of you. 
Not DM. Not glad to see him. War Machine, thank you for the resub. DM giving out community subs. Wow. Well, thank you, DM. Why? I have no clue. I don't give a shit if anybody says Merry Christmas. I, like, I really don't care. But I mean, the people that do care about uh, about stupid shit is the the Christians. We're we're <laughs> we're gonna get into that. Remember the other day we did the we did the story of the town in Alabama that was upset about the festival of Yule, you know, the celebration they stole from the pagans. But tonight we've got a a Massachusetts human rights commissioner. The headline says they quit after mocking God, but this is a Fox News headline. We're going to find out what really happened. It's seriously, human rights commissioner in Massachusetts quits after mocking God, blasting trash Christians amid Christmas tree spat. I mean, have you met Christians? They are pretty trash. They are indeed trash people. You can take that from me. You can take it to the bank. Lenny Cicero, good evening. So glad to see you. Smash. God's not dead. He's surely alive. I don't know yet, Lenny. Hold on. Let me uh, let me pull this up so I can tell you. Hopefully it's not south of Boston. It is, it is a Boston suburb, it says. Deadham, Massachusetts. Deadham, Massachusetts. That close to you, Lenny? We killed him. I love that episode of Rick and Morty. Uh, where it starts off and they're eating breakfast and like Morty and, and Rick are eating real fast. And, uh... I don't remember exactly how it goes, but they're like, gotta kill God. Yeah, Christian God is real. We gotta go kill him. <laughs> this cracked me the fuck. It's like the, it's the first, uh, the first like sentences of the episode. We gotta kill God. Good. Look, I got a friend that does, like, makeup and sculptures and shit. She's very crafty, and I saw a picture of her Christmas tree. It was, it was black. It was very black. And next to it, she had this Krampus she had made. And my God, did it look realistic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to have her on sometime. I'm sure she would love to, to plug her... Statues? Her her greens? Ida, good evening. You know, I've been meaning to watch American Gods. I think I have the first season. Um, we have not watched uh, Charlie. I, so tonight, uh, Curiouser is here. I told her I have like one more bowl of the really really good pot that I had bought at the weed store the other day. 
So I'll see if she wants to do uh, some Christmas specials. I downloaded that new uh, Will Ferrell movie. Perhaps you'll want to watch that. We'll get high after the stream. I haven't I haven't watched any Christmas specials yet. Time. It's it's time to get on that shit because I like to keep the Christmas shit like in the two weeks before Christmas. We've we've hit that threshold. That's why I'm. That's why I'm okay with putting up the, the Christmas decorations now. You've got uh, Festive Troll. You've got the Christmas lights up. You've got Maynard acting a fool over here. Here's your meme of the day. George Carlin, it's a big club and you ain't in it. Posed with Dave Chappelle. Here's the richest man in the world. We're going to Mars together. We'll be holding hands on the rocket ship. Don't boo him, you peasants. That meme might be referencing a piece of video that I'm going to show you here in a little bit. Might, might, might be referencing a piece of video I'm going to show you. Who knows? Uh, we're going to hear from Fox News about how the media is ignoring the Twitter file story. Which is going to be hilarious because we're going to watch this piece from Fox Business about how the media is ignoring the Twitter file story. But they aren't going to mention what it is about the Twitter files that we should be paying attention to. Because let me tell you, I keep falling asleep trying to read these things. I think we're on number four now and there's nothing. There's nothing there. Tell you where there is something. We now have leaked documents from the Department of Homeland Security that show that over uh, 300 employees might have ties to the Oath Keepers. That's kind of worrying. The special counsel in the uh, Trump investigation has subpoenaed Brad Raffensperger from Georgia, indicating that we probably are moving closer to indictments coming. I'll tell you who has been indictment or who has been indicted. His name is Sam Bankman Freed, arrested in the Bahamas earlier today. A Texas judge has thrown out the first abortion lawsuit under the new Texas abortion ban. An arrest warrant has been issued for a nuclear official. The ride has been all over this story because this is the non-binary kink party person. Sam Britton, I believe, is his name. their name. The right has... Because there are so many pictures of a non-binary Britain in a dress with a bald head, and I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people click on the, on the picture. That's why uh, a lot of right-wing outlets have been running with this story. Accused of stealing a second piece of luggage has now had an arrest warrant issued got a wild story of this cult leader who was raping underage kids and apparently making the fathers watch religious people are the absolute worst we got an update on the cop that drove from Virginia, murdered a young girl's family, and then died in a shootout with police. Turns out that uh, the cops didn't even do the job for us. Uh, the dude killed himself. 
wrongfully convicted man in Georgia has been freed after decades behind bars. Man in the uh, San Diego Bay shot a black man staying in an Airbnb. Parking in an uproar, plus comedian Mark Curry, racially profiled in Colorado. And I got a, I got a heartwarming story about Dave the Cat. Dave Chappelle punches down at people who paid $300 minimum per ticket. Also, we had a fantastic discussion with comedian um, Goldie Hoffman last night about the whole Dave Chappelle, Kanye, Kyrie Irving bullshit. If you guys didn't get to check that out, do go back and watch the replay of last night's stream. However, I am at some point in time in the next few hours, possibly days, going to put together the original where we watch Goldie's skit, uh, the parody of Dave Chappelle, and put that with the at least the, the, the section of the interview where we talked about Chappelle. We got into sex and gender and shit. Things kind of went off the rails after that. Uh, apparently, somebody informed me that uh, the chat really didn't like Goldie. Thought she was a bit of a turf. We're never going to shy away from a, a topic around here. Oh, Goldie looking at the chat last night? I, she seems like the kind of person that want, that's, that's like me, that's looking to stir the pot a little bit. So I had a good time talking to Goldie. My, my problem with her skit was I just, I didn't think it was funny. Dave Chappelle, I found problematic, but I laughed at it, right? Like Dave Chappelle had some jokey jokes. <laughs> Dave Chappelle had some jokey jokes. He very much took exception to me saying that there was a genocide of the trans population. I wanted to be factual last night, so I did look up the definition of genocide. Let's make sure that have it correct by the strict Oxford definition of genocide, perhaps not. but if you go and look the five stages of genocide then what is going on with the trans community absolutely is a genocide a killing member is the group that is happening uh, the, the two groups killed at the highest rates in this country Per capita, once you normalize the data, that that is the trans community and that is indigenous people. Causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group. We see the, the coordinated propaganda campaign against the trans community deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part. Yes, yes is going on in the United States qualifies 
imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group. I would not, I mean, that part doesn't apply, but clearly they are, um, they're wanting to detransition people that have transitioned, but to make life as hard as they can on people who have transitioned. There is a genocide of trans people going on in this country. It's important to recognize the signs, because as I told Goldie last night, the, the first people they came for were the LGBTQ community. This is documented. I was very concerned about the anti-Semitism but didn't uh, didn't want to call out the transphobia going on in the country. Matter of fact, furthered Trans stereotypes and misinformation. Guy felt I needed to call out. Hey Maynard, you want to say hey? Nope, he wanted to run away. Let me grab him. Come on, Maynard, come over here. Say hey to the people, buddy. Hey, Maynard. And Maynard is not impressed at all. Buddy. He's such a weird cat. Sometimes he's sweet. Sometimes he's the meanest fuck. What kind of mood you in right now, bud? You being mean? Okay, fair enough. Cats are gonna cat indeed. Should I change the lights to like red and green or something? Like before at the old apartment, I, I like I changed the lights every day. We were constantly sitting in a in a different color. And like since I've been here, I've just kind of kept it with the. Sometimes it looks perfect. Like it's depending on where I'm sitting. Hanukkah themed? Oh, I mean, I'm not Jewish. I, I, this is holidays. This is holiday themed. I know there's a Christmas tree in the background, but I kind of feel like Christmas trees are secular. That's just me. Or I'm sure there's many a Christian that would take exception to me saying that. But when have I ever given a shit what, 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 what Christians took exception with? Cicero, did I tell you good evening? I don't know if I did or not. I will say that uh, Dab's Princess over here on YouTube took exception with my freaking news thumbnail, apparently. So, I, I, put, I put the former Virginia Tech soccer player Kirsten Henning on on the cross because I felt like she was making herself a martyr. As good evening, my friend. So she's suing at her former coach over declining to kneel for a unity statement. So Dab's princess here said, "Good in that pic of her on the cross. You should be ashamed of yourself on here for mocking Christ." Which I said, 
Fuck your Christ. <laughs> I don't believe in your God. I don't care. I thought it was funny. I, I, I think I think uh, former Virginia Tech soccer player Kirsten Henning needs to get down off her fucking cross. Making herself a martyr for a cause is just absolute nonsense. Just saying. You guys should go watch the freaking news from today. I did two. I, uh, I, I didn't do any freaking newses last week, so I did two today. I've got I've got more. I can I can drop some more on you, but we got a another one about Marjorie Taylor Green. Marjorie Taylor Green. You know, I don't think I got a copyright on this one. Since since I didn't get a copyright on it, I'll play it for you. I'm Justin Mullins and this is the freaking news. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene suggested the insurrection on the U.S. Capitol would have been successful if she'd been running the show. And I want to tell you something, if Steve Bannon and I had organized that, we would have won. Not to mention, it would have been armed. Greene said of the January 6, 2021 attempt by supporters of then-President Donald Trump to overturn the 2020 election. Greene made the comment during a speech filled with one-liners trolling the political left at an annual gala hosted by the New York Young Republicans Club in Manhattan. With your freaking news report, I am Justin Mullins. Have a great freaking day. MTG may very well be president of the southern states. They actually uh, secede from the union. Well, look at me, look at me. Doesn't that go uh, uh, well into our first story tonight? The White House has condemned Marjorie Taylor Greene's comments from that Republican convention that you just saw. Congress is up against a Friday deadline to fund the government or face a potential government shutdown. This comes as Republicans prepare to take control of the House and Democrats brace for a new balance of power. Well, I thought it was about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Or on Capitol Hill. ABC's Jay O'Brien joins us now for more. Jay, another uh, threat of a government shutdown. We're, we're just used to this around the holidays, really for decades. It's such a, a matter of gamesmanship and brinksmanship. So uh, what are the major sticking points this time around? And can they cut a deal? Well, Terry, we know both sides are talking. The question is how close they are to... Now I'm pissed off because, like, I did such a good job transitioning. Like, I plugged the freaking news... And then I went straight into the top story. And then ABC News is going to fuck me. Because the last half of the story is going to be about Marjorie Taylor Greene or dumbass comments. Not not that the shutdown isn't a pertinent story that we need to talk about. I was going to get to that like tomorrow. You, you ruined my flow, ABC.
deal. It doesn't appear that they are now. They have that Friday deadline, as you mentioned, but both sides are most likely to punt until December 23rd and pass a measure that would allow them to keep talking until that December 23rd date. What their sticking points are, are really non-defense spending. So there's military spending in the United States government. Then there's everything else, education, transportation, homeland security. That's non-defense spending. That's where it appears the largest sticking point is between Republicans and Democrats. And that's a, such a big pot that there's a lot of ground to cover in there. So there's a lot of talks going on. But as you know, Terry, every day you get closer, not just to this Friday, but to that December 23rd deadline. Every day you get closer without a deal, the closer it becomes to lawmakers, their staff, press, everybody spending the holidays or some version of it here at the Capitol trying to see what happens in a government funding debate. Right. So that people across the country aren't you know, really terribly impacted if the government does shut down and can't uh, deliver checks and the rest of that. You know, it's no way to run a popsicle stand, that's for sure, much less the United States government. But, but let me ask you, over the weekend, something happened. The, the Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor, strong, conservative, right-wing con, uh, congressperson, she made some stunning, stunning comments about the January 6th attack on the Capitol, the insurrection. Tell us about what she said. Yeah, here's exactly what she said, Terry. If Steve Bannon and I were um, had organized that, we would have not. We would have won. Not to mention, we would have been armed. Those are her exact comments, and she's referring, and, and as just you just to said, that to Jan- in context. What she's saying is that she wasn't involved in January 6 because if she had have been, they would have actually succeeded in the coup. So she's like, I couldn't have been involved. I'm a smart person. I'm not a dumb person. January 6th. The White House strongly condemning that, obviously calling on lawmakers of all parties, but particularly with an eye on Republicans to denounce those claims. They said all leaders have a responsibility to condemn these dangerous, abhorrent remarks. It's also worth pointing out here, Terry, that Marjorie Taylor Greene is no longer considered... They're not going to, because we've got people like DM in our society that are just dumb fucks that are never going to listen to anybody other than these people that are taking advantage of them. And they know, they know, like, it's easier to be a bigot and, 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 and to be this, this right-wing nut job because you don't actually have to know things. You don't actually have to study topics. You don't have to be a policy wonk. You can just go up there and say stupid shit, and you've got 20 to 30% of the country that's going to follow along with you. Because they're dumb, because right-wingers are absolute fucking morons. I, I don't know what to do about that. Like, I like how many hours can I waste talking to DM trying to fucking reason with him when he's just he's an idiot, he's a fucking idiot. So, like, when do you just write them off and move on because it's, it's, it's weighing us down trying to reason with these people a fringe member of the House Republican Conference. Kevin McCarthy needs her support to become the next Speaker of the House. He certainly needs her vote, and votes come along with her. And she'll also likely be on committees come January when the House GOP takes over. Can't wait. Joe Bryan, thanks very much for that. I think he was sarcastic when he said that, when he was like, can't wait. I mean, I guess as a political commentator, I should be happy about it. Definitely make things a lot more interesting.
However, I've enjoyed the last two years of actually getting to talk about, you know, substance. It's been nice to actually talk about workers' rights and appointments to, uh, like, the, the National Labor Relations Board and judges and shit, as opposed to just the non-stop circus that right-wingers are constantly making us have to participate in. Not my circus, not my monkey. I don't even know what that means. I had a a uh, anchor at a TV station I worked for that said that all the time. Buddy, we're, we're all in the three-ring circus right now, don't you see it? Leaked documents indicate over 300 members of far-right paramilitary Oath Keepers may be current or former DHS employees. That's not worrying at all. Just weeks after Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes was convicted of seditious conspiracy for trying to violently overturn the 2020 election, a leak of the paramilitary group's membership list has revealed that potentially hundreds of far-right extremists have infiltrated federal law enforcement, according to the Project on Government Oversight. Launched in, uh, launched in 2009, the Oath Keepers from the start tried to recruit from the military and law enforcement with an ostensible goal of upholding the U.S. Constitution and having its members refuse unlawful orders per the Southern Poverty Law Center, which labels it an extremist group. Practice that has meant, as on January 6th, rejecting the rule of law, court orders, and democratic processes that thwart far-right policy goals in favor of conspiracy theories and armed resistance. A decade of recruitment has led to the group to collect at least 306 members who have described themselves Describing themselves is another thing. Like, you, you will see a lot of these right-wing nut jobs. They'll be like, I have special forces in the military. No, they weren't. They have these illusions of, of grandeur. So this is according to the POGO, which reviewed the leaked membership, the leaked membership documents from the group in partnership with the Organized Crime and Corruption Reporting Project. DHS agencies include U.S. Customs and Immigration Services, the Transportation Security Administration, and the U.S. Secret Service. Most of the self-described DHS employees asserted that they were retired, but at least one claimed to be an active-duty Secret Service agent. Another said they were a supervisor with Border Patrol, according to the documents reviewed by POGO. The full membership list includes 38,000 names. 38,000 names associated with the Proud Boy. We watched video of them marching through a street in Ohio to terrorize a drag show. Terrifying. Carthy has already started kissing Marjorie Taylor Greene's ass. He's gonna need her. And the and the freedom cock. Gonna need the freedom cock in order to become speaker.
The special counsel, the Donald Trump investigation, which apparently includes January 6th and the Mar-a-Lago classified documents fiasco, motherfucker took over like he has a broad uh, mandate. He has already subpoenaed Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State from Georgia. The Justice Department's special counsel now, looking into all things Jan 6 related, has sent a new subpoena to a local official, this one in Georgia, and it's a name you probably recognize, the Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. Meaning that as of now, officials that we know of in five states at least have been subpoenaed in this investigation, in Jack Smith's investigation of January 6th and of former President Trump. Let me bring in NBC News correspondent Blaine Alexander. And Blaine, I think folks remember Secretary Raffensperger because he's the one who was on the receiving end of that phone call where the former president insisted he find the votes, quote unquote, in Georgia. That was in 2020. Clearly, the special counsel sees him and his testimony as a key part of where this investigation heads. And it's a pretty clear sign, Hallie, that it's moving beyond that investigation is moving beyond just the day of January 6th itself and kind of looking at the bigger picture and the events surrounding that. So you talk about that infamous phone call that happened back on January 2nd. So a few days before uh, January 6th, but it's very clear now that that is also being looped into this part of the investigation. Now, speaking with Raffensperger's office, they did confirm that that subpoena was received, but they say uh, at the request of the DOJ, they're not commenting any further. But according to a source uh, who is familiar with the subpoena, we understand that this is seeking documents from the Secretary of State, right? This is a two-page subpoena that's seeking documents, but it's not asking the Secretary of State to come in and testify or appear in person. I think that's an important distinction to make there. Uh, We also know that... I think that could be because the investigation is so far along in Georgia that they don't really need his testimony because they already have it on record. It was dated last Friday. It wasn't received by his office until today. Now, when I asked about what sort of response may come from the secretary's office and the timing on that, uh, I was told that his legal team, Secretary Raffensperger's legal team, is currently reviewing legal options when it comes to a response. But Hallie, yes, it's certainly, you know, when we think back on that phone call, more than an hour long phone call, you'll remember that kind of shook up the the uh, runoff time. That was essentially when the former president was asking the secretary of state to, quote, find enough votes to overturn the election. It's something that we saw Secretary of State Raffensperger testify about on Capitol Hill during those January 6th hearings. It's also, of course, the big thing that launched an investigation of its own down in Fulton County, Georgia, where that phone call was received. So certainly interesting now that we're seeing it have some bearing on this uh, DOJ investigation as well. There you have it. Both investigations seem to be moving along quite nicely. The grand jury in Georgia could be wrapping up shortly. Could see movement there. I'll tell you where we have seen movement. When you fuck over rich people, they don't they don't uh, they don't waste any time arresting you. FTX's Sam Bankman Freed was arrested in the Bahamas. The embattled former CEO of cryptocurrency giant FTX has been arrested. The embattled former CEO of cryptocurrency giant FTX and trading firm Almeida Research was arrested on Monday in the Bahamas after federal prosecutors in New York filed criminal charges contained in a sealed indictment. 
the Royal Bahamas Police Force. <coughs> These specific charges are expected to be unsealed tomorrow, according, according to Damian Williams, the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York. In a statement, Williams said earlier this evening, Bahamian, I like that word, Bahamian authorities arrested Samuel Bankman-Fried at the request of the U.S. government based on a sealed indictment filed by the United States Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York. We expect to move to unseal the indictment in the morning and we'll have more to say at that time. So, I guess we'll watch a clip of the press conference tomorrow night. Tourists familiar with the charges told ABC News that Bankman Freed is facing a multi-count fraud indictment that comes one month after FTX filed a $32 billion bankruptcy. Wouldn't want to be him right now. Or or any of like his ex-girlfriend. I'm sure she's screwed too. I, if she flips maybe and works with investigators, she might uh, reduce it. I'd say she's probably pretty. But she was she was the financial officer for both companies, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know much about. I didn't know who the fuck this dude was until the other. <laughs> what about a month ago is when. The, the crypto markets came crashing down because of that motherfucker. I had no idea who he was. I don't know shit about him. I'll also repeat what I always say. I don't think anybody else is talking about finance, knows anything about finance either. Everybody's bullshitting you. Speaking of people bullshitting you, I'm going to talk about Elon Musk. Elon decided he was going to show up at a stand-up comedy show and brought on stage by none other than Dave Chappelle. Clinically, good evening. Uh, a funny thing happened when Dave Chappelle brought Elon Musk on stage. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for the richest man in the world. Bergen. Looks like your roommate's pot connection. I did have a dealer look a lot like him. So there are cheers for Elon. <laughs> cheers and boos, I say. And boos. Boo this man. Elon. Hey, Dave. H.O.A. Dave in Apartheid Clyde. What not expecting this, were you? Brother! It sounds like some of them people you fired are in the audience. Or <laughs> <laughs> just people with a brain that doesn't don't fall for his bullshit. Hey, wait a minute. 
their free speech. Tough on the head, I can sound flat. But you know there's one thing. All those people are booing, and I'm just I'm just pointing out the obvious. They have terrible seats. sitting in a nosebleed doesn't mean you couldn't afford a seat because my god it is almost impossible to get the floor seats for any show i guess maybe if you wanted to pay play pay five thousand dollars to get it second third hand after a bot has gotten it when they first went on sale I wish Seth Rollins would come out and curb stomp both Chappelle and Elon. What a dick. Now, I will say this. I am not the biggest Billy Joel fan, but Billy Joel doesn't sell tickets to like his first like three or four rows. Goes and gets people from the nosebleed and brings them down because they appreciate being in the front rows. Now that's that is the way an artist should look at their fans. I that real like I've wanted to defend Chappelle as a comedian. I've, I've I've always looked up to him. I thought he was great. I I I didn't want to, you know. I want to point out, you know, what I think is problematic. But like the more and more this goes on, he just keeps rubbing me the wrong way. Like. Seriously, a rich Karen. That's the way he's acting. Shitting on the people who are sitting in the nosebleeds. Wow. Wow. And bringing out Elon Musk. I think I, think I should put the meme of the day back up. Here the two comedians, George Carlin, it's a big club, and you ain't in it. Juxtaposed to Dave Chappelle, here's the richest man in the world. We're going Mars together. We'll be holding hands on the rocket ship there. Don't boo him, you peasants. Apparently, the media has both been erupting over Elon Musk and the Twitter files and and ignoring Elon Musk and the Twitter files. Both. I'm going to give you both. This, this first piece is from Fox News and the second one is from Fox Business. The first one is titled, literally, Media Erupts Over Elon Musk's Pronoun Tweet. 
Author of Come On, Joe Concha. Joe, another tweet from Michael Schellenberg in the latest installment of these Twitter files says on January 8th, Twitter says its ban is based on specifically how Trump's tweets are being received and interpreted. But in 2019, Twitter said it did oh, not attempt to determine all potential interpretations of the content or its intent. Right. So they, the Twitter executives got into the business of taking down tweets because they were afraid of how people would interpret them. Right. In other words, if you're at home and you're on your computer or you're on a subway or you're on a bus or you're looking at your phone while you're at work, you're too stupid. You are not smart enough to understand what is and what is not information that may be harmful to you, so to speak. And they weren't afraid of anything. They were working in concert with the Democratic Party. All of these emails that we're seeing, these Come receipts on, that we're seeing from Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss now prove this. Right, and, and, and I still want to to point out FBI, DHS, DNI. Those were all during the Trump administration, and they're they're on Fox News saying that they worked with the Democrats. That's a weird conclusion to come to. In the lockstep of ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, NPR, PBS, the New York Times, the Washington Cowed, Post. Uh, yes, she's never proven this. anything. It is Very as wise pathetic, as a Carly, as it is predictable. And, and these networks and these outlets, this bias of omission is just as telling as Twitter's actions itself as, as far as shadow banning, suppression of information, outright censorship. Social media and traditional media, the free press, now appear to be saying, they support the silencing of certain kinds of speech if it's something that David Webb just brought up before. You if it's something that they Is disagree with, then it should be silenced, right? And and, and when this story is give being me a phonetical pronunciation, about, so particularly on social wrong. media, it's you being mocked. Out until you good evening. Uh, as, as some activist journalists uh, attempt to fail uh, to discredit Matt Taibbi, Barry Weiss, two truly independent journalists. It's gone from now, Todd. Hey, you're a crazy two conspiracy theorist. For saying exists to, hey, we already knew this. It's no big deal. They Just keep pushing that. I mean, it's almost like it's a lie that they keep pushing. Oh, these are two independent journalists doing this. Don't you see? God, these people are just craven. As, as some activist journalists uh, attempt to fail uh, to discredit Matt Taibbi, Barry Weiss, two truly independent journalists. It's gone from now, Todd, hey, you're a Todd. crazy conspiracy theorist for saying shadow banning exists, to, hey, we already knew this. Wit, Todd. It's no big deal. Just accept it. No, you, we should not accept this in any way, shape, or form, yet it's not being covered anywhere. Yeah, and Joe has been talking to us about this transition from journalism to activism for years now. Yeah. This is the most telling example. Being not covered anywhere, they say, this on the number one cable news channel. On a story that I think objectively five years ago, everybody would agree this is a really big story. Along those lines, Elon Musk also posting a tweet getting some attention <laughs> that his pronouns, you know, everybody Kuda puts Mulama. their pronouns, not everybody, but a few people put their pronouns out there like they, them, he, she. Elon Musk says his Hollywood pronouns Hulk Hogan, Fauci. The Atlantic responding, quote, Elon Musk is a far-right activist, even though he was a Democrat up until like 10 minutes ago. The tweet is a cruel and <laughs> senseless play on pronouns that also invokes the right's fury toward Anthony Fauci. It's not even Obviously, a play on pronouns. Really it wasn't, it wasn't witty Joe, in any way. When I was preparing for this segment, I thought to myself, is Elon the next, next Donald Trump in terms of getting under the left skin? 
Oh my, he, he might even be better at it. You know, I mean, his tweets are incredible. And, and the thing is, the old Twitter regime uh, apparently never even used Twitter in any way, shape, or form. They didn't even understand their product. Elon Musk understand exactly what he has here as far as a tool in terms of sending a message. And and his tweets are viewed by millions upon millions uh, of people. Not so willingly, yeah, uh, he, I don't willingly view his tweets. Uh, certain folks on the left, no question about it. And, and he's doing it in a way where now. And there's a proliferation of, like, the Hodge twins and Kyle Rittenhouse. And, like, why am I seeing all these far-right figures pop up in my feed when I do not follow any of them? Now, you would think, like, oh, Justin Trolls. No, no, on Twitter, I follow nothing but, like, people that are left-wing, people that are making jokey jokes I like, wrestling site. Like, my Twitter feed is very much, like tailored to me over on Facebook. That's where I follow all the chuds. So no, I don't follow any of these people. And just as soon as Elon took over Twitter, it had me following him. And I did not appreciate that at all because never once if I went to Elon Musk's Twitter account and clicked the follow button, fuck all the way off. That ain't happening. And to your point, he used to be the guy saving the world with Tesla and SpaceX, and now he's uh, apparently part of the alt-right. Don't figure out how that works, but he's sharing his opinions. That's what Twitter's for, guys. He's sharing his opinions. Did, did we cover the tweet? He said his pronouns were uh, prosecute Fauci. This is not even funny. This is not witty in any way. And then, like, you know, Fox News just takes it and runs with it. And like, oh, look at the left getting all upset about it. So the media continues to snub the Twitter files story, according to Fox Business. Next guest wrote an op-ed that says Elon Musk showed that the shadow oh, banning of conservatives is no Newer conspiracy boring. theory. Yes, it is real. Joe Concha wrote it and he joins me now. How come the rest oh, of the, the media is not fuck. covering it it's when it's obviously same. real? He got off the air on Fox News and went straight over to Stuart Varney on Fox Business. We're seeing the same goddamn dude say the same thing. So his argument is that the media is paying too much attention to one of Musk's tweets, but isn't paying attention to the the shadow bans. The shadow bans are no conspiracy. I right wingers you say it's targeted do you if it's targeted why am I on my sixth Twitter account why, why I've been banned on fucking everything you say it, it's targeted to conservatives but I've got the receipts I've have the you receipts. heard the freaking news YouTube Facebook and all of big tech are trying to do a cancel culture on Justin Freakin. Up yours. They're doing a cancel culture on Justin Freakin. Like it's not targeted to conservatives. So like, get off your cross. Too many people on their fucking crosses. Trying to make themselves into martyrs. 
supposedly this is the, the party of personal responsibility that mocks other people for having a victim mentality. I'll tell you a story about Twitter that the media isn't covering, that Fox News isn't covering. Private jet company is suing Elon Musk's Twitter, alleging it's trying to dodge a nearly $200,000 bill. These rich people are all exactly the same. Hammers, a private jet company, sued Elon Musk's Twitter on Friday, claiming the social media company refused to pay an almost 200 grand bill. Private jet services said Twitter used its charter services for two flights between New Jersey and San Francisco on October 26th and 27th for the company's former chief marketing officer, Leslie Berland. Berlin booked the flight as Musk's $44 billion purchase agreement near day close following months of litigation. Okay, so this was right before Elon took over. To be fair to Elon. Exactly, Mox. The Bonginos, the Hodge Twins, the Diamond and Silk. They get amplified. The executive was laid off in November when Musk terminated about half of Twitter's workforce. Bloomberg reported the publication was the first to report on PJS's lawsuit against Twitter, which was filed in the U.S. District Court of New Hampshire. It's not delivery, it's Bongino. Doom. <laughs> it made me snore. So when we come back, we're gonna do some. We're gonna do some cop news. We're gonna do some legal news, I guess. Yeah, this is just a hodgepodge of different shit I got going on over here. We're gonna hear about a Mormon cult leader who apparently made the fathers of the underage girls he was fucking watch. I don't know that this has any kind of, you know, news value other than its sensationalism, and Justin wants to fucking hear this. Because I'm sick. I'm sorry. If you... That's a little too much for you. I totally understand. That's definitely going to get a content warning before we do it. We're going to get an update on the catfish cop. Cop from Virginia who drove cross country, killed a young girl's family, then died in a shootout. Apparently, he used his service weapon on himself. Another good cop. Only one good kind of cop. Wrongfully convicted man in Georgia has been freed after a couple decades behind bars. Man in San Jose shot an unarmed black man in an Airbnb. Mark Curry says he was racially profiled at a Colorado Springs hotel. Well, this, is, this is the story I'm looking forward to the most. Human rights commissioner <laughs> quits their job after mocking God. <laughs> Remember, this is the Fox News headline. 
I don't I don't know what the dude did to mock God, but I'm here for it. He's had to quit his job after mocking God. Rhinos, good evening. What what button do? Cock news. Supposedly, I'm a comedian, Lord Locke. Well, I don't think I, I'm. I'm not very funny. I'm like the most unfunniest comedian ever. It's that's why that's why I do the show with the with the troll head and everything. I'm outrageous. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to find out how he mocked God. <laughs> I mean, mocking God sounds base to me. Like, we're going to catch the commercials on the Twitch, so we play them all at once. Nobody has to miss any content. Apparently, I got another 30 seconds. I don't have the money to hire a writing professor Q. I'm a one-man band over here, even, even if I was to become successful as a streamer. Uh, I would not hire a staff. I'd still do everything myself. Keeps costs low. Reap all the profit. I mean, I I guess technically, if I got big enough, I would I would need a producer. I like uh, I like work. I would rather not hire people and be a contributing member to society. I don't, I don't play well with others. I've said it so many times. And also, like, I just, I've got all the skills. Like, why would, like, would I hire an editor to make the clips of the show for me when, you know, but, and granted, some nights I don't want to put the podcast up. I don't want to, the show I'm lazy I don't want to make the thumbnails and shit but I do it it's a it's a a job that has to be done and like I'm I'm I'm, I'm proud of the like <laughs> I didn't know if I wanted to like I almost threw this one out I went and found the Confederates with the with the guns and I put Steve Bannon and Marjorie. I didn't think I did a good job of photoshopping them into the picture. But ultimately I was like I've 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 put too much time into it, so I'm just gonna go with it. This is this is not one that I'm I'm most proud of because I don't think I don't think her head looks like it didn't blend in well. Pop out too. Like also I have a cartoony look about shit, right? kind of my style oh I don't know what's going on with the ads over on Twitch but and something's fucked up apologies oh there we go now I can run a now I can run a set of ads I gotta take a PV break I'll be right back we'll, we'll cover all those stories I just talked about I promise on the other side of the break
So many people have commented, like you say, for the love of God. That's the joke. That's the joke. <laughs> you don't believe in God. I need to pack another bong. Oh, you guys, a meme. I don't think I have one hand. Let me try to find a meme. I haven't spent a lot of time on the internet <laughs> over the last week or so. I think I might get the like seasonal depression or something and sleep too much. Nate on shift. Hog crank for Christy. Happy lamp. That'd be an obviously Photoshop made by. Thank you, Ida. I. You would think I make more memes than what. This. This isn't mine. I don't know. I just don't have a. I, I don't come up with memes like like it doesn't pop in. Is I got the skills to make me. Somebody was to tell me meme to make. Maybe that's a Discord server thread that we need to have, like meme requests. Then maybe we can go viral together got good ideas for memes and don't know how to make them I got the skills to make me I could never come up with prank for Christy who I mean the time to be nice to somebody is when they're alive time to pick on them when they're dead. Rip you big fat smoke show. <laughs> uh, I liked Christy Alley. I mean, I don't mean I don't mean to be mean. I mean I don't mean to be mean. I'm not high enough for this shit. I'm not high enough for this shit at all. Okay, um... Police have issued an arrest warrant for the nuclear energy official, Sam Britton. An officer recognized them from news articles about a separate stolen luggage accusation. So we have a second stolen, stolen luggage accusation against Britton. Now, the right wing has ran away with this story just because, you know, they are a non-binary kink party person. That's the way one of them described Britain the other day when we did the story. Police in Las Vegas, Nevada, issued an arrest warrant for nuclear energy official Sam Brenton 
in a luggage theft case after an officer recognized the government employee from news articles about a separate stolen luggage accusation. Authorities temporarily closed a case about a, uh, uh, closed a case about a stolen suitcase on July 6th at Las Vegas Harry Reid International Airport after they couldn't identify a suspect from surveillance footage. But police reopened the case on November 29th and named Brenton as a suspect after uh, they were charged with a felony theft over accusations that they swiped a mother's Vera Bradley suitcase from an airport in Minnesota in September. Brenton, the Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Office of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition at the Department of Energy's Office of Nuclear Energy, made headlines late last month in connection with the Minnesota case. Numerous news articles covering the story had photographs of Brenton, who an officer immediately recognized as the suspect pertaining to the Las Vegas case. Las Vegas police issued a felony arrest warrant on grand larceny charge for Brenton, who is one of the federal government's first openly gender-fluid employees and uses they-them pronouns. According to the arrest warrant, police say that Britain can clearly be seen and identified on video stealing a woman's gray away luggage from a carousel at baggage claim in the Las Vegas airport on July 6th and leaving with it. I'm going to assume there's some kind of a, they're a klepto. But that's also like, it's not my place to diagnose people. I'm not a psychologist. If so, most crime is associated with poverty. And if you were to eliminate poverty, you would still have some base level of crime because there are people that don't need to steal things and fucking get off on doing it. That's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> so I, I would assume the Department of Energy would open its own internal investigation to see, you know, hopefully it's only office supplies. Not nuclear secrets. We got enough people stealing nuclear secrets. <clears throat> Donald Trump. He's oh. kicking authority in the balls. Rhino wanted me to show a cat, which we haven't had Smokey tonight, have we? I've shown Maynard, because Maynard's laying right here. Maynard and Smokey are laying together, looking really sweet, which doesn't happen often. I really hate to disturb him. Maynard's a loner. When one of the other cats lay with Maynard is a rare occurrence. So soft. What up, Ram Jam? Back down with Maynard. He may want to go get him a bite to eat now. He's like, well, since I'm up, let me go get some foods. <laughs> Maynard, what are you doing, buddy? Cats. 
What we got next? Uh, I guess we'll go content warning on this one because we're going to have to talk about abortion. But this is a, uh, a good story. A judge in Texas has tossed uh, the first lawsuit filed under Texas's new abortion law. I guess they were, they were trying to come at this doctor. Dr. Alan Braid intentionally violated Texas's ban just days after it took effect in September. Well, based Dr. Braid, Bill Maher really let himself go. Well, good on you, sir. A Texas judge tossed out the first lawsuit filed under the state's controversial abortion ban. Bexar County Judge Aaron Haas dismissed a lawsuit filed by Chicago attorney Felipe Gomez against Dr. Alan Braid of San Antonio after, after the doctor wrote in a Washington Post op-ed that he in, had intentionally violated the state's abortion law just days after it took effect in September. Law bans abortions after roughly six weeks into a pregnancy and allows civil suits against anyone who aids or abets an unlawful abortion for a minimum of 10 grand. In the opinion piece published on September 18th, Braid wrote that he performed the procedure on a woman more than six weeks into her pregnancy because I had a duty of care to this patient as I do for all patients and because she has a fundamental right to receive this care. I fully understood that there could be legal consequences, but I wanted to make sure that Texas didn't get away with its bid to prevent this blatantly unconstitutional law from being tested. Haas ruled from the bench that a person who was not directly affected by the abortion procedure had no standing to sue an abortion provider. Ruling does not overturn Texas's abortion ban that went into effect after the Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade this summer. Opponents are hoping the decision will establish a precedent that someone must show they were harmed in order to file suit. Appalachia, indeed. I am from Appalachia. Born and raised in Kentucky. Okay, this next story is a wild one, and I've definitely got to hit the content warning for it. We we we've got everything in this one. We got we got save the children. We got cults. This is like a QAnon wet dream over here. Get your. Conspiracy bingo card ready. Mormon cult leader had multiple uh, wives, many of them minors, apparently forced the fathers to watch. FLDS polygamist group, you know the name Warren Jeffs, the prophet or president of the FLDS, despite him serving out a life sentence in prison after being convicted of raping hundreds of young girls. The FLDS is known for their history of marrying underage girls, but with Jeffs behind bars, there's been other members who claim to be prophets. One of them, Samuel Bateman, found with these young girls inside a trailer. 
Horrendous pictures from inside a trailer carrying these young girls. Girls who are part of the FLDS polygamy religious group. I know that Samuel Bateman claims to be prophet. Ruth Stubbs, an ex-FLDS member, says with Warren Jeffs in prison, other leaders have claimed to be prophets. One of those being this man, Samuel Bateman. According to court paperwork, on August 28th, the Coconino Sick County Sheriff's talk. Office responded to a reported suspicious vehicle that appeared to be pulling a box trailer full of children, with children's small fingers moving in the gap of the trailer door. According to officials, they ended up finding Samuel Bateman with four girls in the car, two over the age of 18 and two under the age of 15, and three other young girls inside the small trailer, said to be between the ages of 11 and 14. Pictures and police paperwork showed the trailer had a makeshift toilet made out of an upside-down plastic bucket, a trash bag, and toilet seat. There was a couch and some camping chairs and no air ventilation despite oh it being God. a warm day in Flagstaff. These still images from officers' body cameras show the young girls wearing long-sleeve FLDS dresses. The two oldest girls telling officers they were headed to Phoenix or Tucson, where conditions were much hotter. Arizona's family special contributor Mike Watkiss spent years working on an investigation into the illegal practices of the FLDS church. And despite Warren Jeffs being arrested, Watkiss recently visited Colorado City where the FLDS community still exists. Watkiss says those who practice still follow Warren Jeffs as the prophet and don't recognize... By the way, DM or any other dumb fuck that might be around here, this is grooming. This, this is grooming, and it's almost always these crazy religious cults. Yeah, where is the conservative outrage machine? I don't hear shit about this story. I hear all kinds of shit about drag shows and drag story time hour. What the fuck is up with that? Bateman as one as well. But Stubbs says like she wouldn't be surprised if self-proclaimed prophets like Bateman begin illegal marriages of young girls and sexual abuse and manipulation. That's what they know. That's all they know. Disgusting. And yet I, I thought the cult was done for as well. It's not always just religious fuckers. Sometimes it's uh, some of those who work forces. Oh, was that a good transition? I don't think so. Deputy in California slayings killed himself. Killed himself? Killed self with service gun. Authorities say a Virginia sheriff's... De I should probably hit the content warning for this one. Authorities say a Virginia sheriff's deputy who they believe traveled to California to kill three family members of a 15-year-old girl he tried to sexually extort online killed himself with a government-issued firearm. A Virginia sheriff's deputy who police say traveled to California to kill three family members of a 15-year-old girl he tried to sexually extort online killed himself with a government-issued firearm. Austin Lee Edwards, 28, drove across the country and on November 25th killed the girl's mother and grandparents and set fire to their Riverside, to their home in Riverside, a city about 50 miles east of downtown L.A. That same day, Edwards died by suicide during a shootout with San Bernardino Sheriff's deputies. 
a teenage girl was rescued. Our detectives determined the gun used was Edwards' department-issued semi-automatic service pistol. According to the sheriff's office, the Riverside Police Department, which is investigating the deaths of the girl's family members, has not said how they were killed. Edwards, a resident of North Chesterfield, Virginia, appears to have posed online as a 17-year-old boy to engage in a romantic relationship with the girl and obtain her personal information by deceiving her with a false identity known as catfishing. Authorities said the girl stopped communicating with him after he asked her to send him nude photos of herself. Edwards was a former Virginia State Trooper and was a Sheriff's Deputy in Washington County, Virginia at the time of the killings. Both law enforcement agencies have said they found no warning signs about Edwards before he was hired. But a police report from the Abington Police Department in Virginia shows he was detained in 2016 for a psychiatric evaluation over threats to kill himself and his father years before he joined law enforcement. Perhaps they read that and sounds like, this is just the kind of guy we want. He's mentally unstable. On Thursday, a day after the Los Angeles Times broke the news about the mental health episode, the Virginia State Police said a recently completed review showed human error resulted in an incomplete database query during the hiring process. Washington County Sheriff's Office did not respond to calls seeking comment on the 2016 episode. He also, he bought a house just a couple of weeks before he goes to California. I thought it would be in the story. And he blacked out the windows. He bought a house, straight up paid cash for it, and blacked out the windows. So I guess he thought he was going to bring the girl back to Virginia to live with him. Just a wild-ass story. We're going to go to Georgia, where a man had been behind bars for decades. Finally freed. Lee Clark and Josh Story spent their first full day of freedom just looking around at everything that has changed over the past 25 years. <laughs> they say it feels like a dream. And I sat there for many years wondering if the truth was ever going to come out. I thought I, there was times that I was, I was starting to lose hope. No, I thought I was going to die in prison. I really did. I never, I, never, I never thought I would ever see the free world again. Lee Clark and Josh Story say a lot has changed in the world since they first went to jail more than two decades ago. Clark and Story were 17 years old when their friend Brian Bowling died from a gunshot wound to the head while playing Russian roulette. But a witness testified the two men told her they killed Bowling. Clark and Story were convicted of murder and sentenced to life in prison. Thursday night, they were released from jail. Their convictions overturned. All of this after the Georgia Innocence Project got involved. We and Kane are free. And Proof Crime Podcast uncovered the murder convictions were based on manufactured evidence. 
relief that something finally worked and that something actually got through the system. Look out on Georgia, I'm coming home. Josh Story picked up a guitar for the first time since he was a teen. Lee Clark says it may take time to adjust to life outside prison walls. It is really a shock, been behind prison walls for 25 years and walk out and to see how the world has changed. We let the Lord take this, he'll, he'll take it. And he did, and let me tell you something, the Lord's shining, he's shining today. Both men say they aren't angry about everything that happened. Lee says toting around anger doesn't help a thing. In Floyd County, Denise Dillon, Fox 5 News. <laughs> so, Sim, I agree with you. Like, it's, it's wild that podcasts are doing this. But what's weird is, like, all these true crime TV shows that existed weren't having this kind of a... They weren't freeing innocent people. It took podcasts in order to do it. I, why would anyone play Russian roulette? What, what the fuck? Who... I mean, dumb kids, dumb kids. Oh, let's go to San Jose, where this could be a racially motivated uh, killing having to do with a unarmed black man staying in an Airbnb. Uh, this is ABC News 7. We've, we've used them a lot, and they usually do really good reporting. San Jose resident is facing felony charges and potential prison time after the Santa Clara County District Attorney says the man shot an unarmed black man. The victim was renting a nearby Airbnb. He was seriously injured but survived. As ABC7 News reporter Amanda Del Castillo shows us how part of the investigation now includes potential hate crime allegations. Charged with felony assault with a semi-automatic firearm, a San Jose homeowner is being accused of the unprovoked shooting of an unarmed black man. It happened October 2nd in the city's Berryessa neighborhood. The Santa Clara County District Attorney's Office filing a complaint this week against 66-year-old Mark Henry Waters, who is white. Not every case of cross-racial violence is a hate crime. Legal analyst Stephen Clark weighing in after the DA's office announced potential hate crime allegations are also being investigated. Police reports obtained by ABC7 News say the victim was renting a room through Airbnb at this home, located directly across the street from the suspect's house. A responding officer noting the victim described he was going to Safeway to get some udon noodles and juice. The victim says he crossed the street and before he was even on the other side of the road, the suspect approached him and shot him. The police report detailed the suspect's account, saying the victim walked toward him. He thought that the victim had a gun. He later realized it was a pair of headphones. During booking, suspect Waters allegedly stating, I can't take it back. What I have done, I have paid the price. I blinked up. He's going to be carefully reviewed for what groups he may be associated with, what issues he may have stated on social media. All of that will go into the calculus as to whether or not 
the additional enhancements of a hate crime are associated with this assault case. Police say suspect Waters made the 911 call. According to the DA, the victim was shot while his back was turned. The 21-year-old black man suffered a gunshot wound to his leg, resulting in a broken femur. Just being in the wrong place at the wrong time it is not justification for being shot. And I think the DA's office will treat this case very seriously because this should never have happened, even if it's not a hate crime. In San Jose, I'm Amanda Tocostillo, ABC7 News. Okay, I was willing to, you know, cut him a little slack until we found out that, like, he shot the dude from behind. He said that he thought he had a gun, but they were just headphones. Wow. Yeah, there's something fishy here. Oh, hate crime charges are probably warranted. You guys remember the show Hanging with Mr. Cooper? I used to watch that when I was a kid. It came on TGIF. For those of you that might be a little younger, like TGIF, that was where it was at when you were uh, when you were a kid in the late 80s, early 90s, back in the 50s. <laughs> I am not a boomer. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm old enough to be a grandfather, but that's because, you know, I live in Appalachian. The kids be having kids. There was, there was some video I saw the other day that was like the mom was 35 and the kid was 15. How it went? Was she like 32 or something? Something some would have been 30. Because how it worked out to where like she was telling her son to... Uh, Wear protection if he's going to have sex. He's like, well, I'm only 15. And she's like, I'm only 30. <laughs> and it's like it, like it dawns on him what she said. I remember a neighbor had the cow box on their porch for the longest time. Anna in her fort. I mean, my niece had a kid when she was 16, and her mom had a kid when she was 16. Pretty sure her mom had a kid when she was 16. You do the math, and you get some, you get some grandmothers that are about my age. Smash, good evening. DM's a weird one, but like, yeah, thanks DM for handing out some gift subs. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. We're, we're close to hitting 50 fucking subs. Lady B. I, and I think I, uh, look, I made the goal on subs. Not you. A grandmother who was just 32. 
Uh. Good evening, my friend. Like I, I, I had like the goal of subs set to forty or something. Ram jam. Thank you for the sub. So I, I, I set the I set the goal to sixty nine. DMs actually like thrown me tips. Shit, like it's amazing to me. As 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 much shit as I talk to DM, he's given me some uh, good content, and he's he's throwing out some gift subs and shit. Hope you guys are all enjoying the Christmas graphics. I meant to put the Christmas decorations up last night. Yes. Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Green. Yeah, we 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 covered that at the uh, beginning of the show. Thank you, thank you so much. I, I spent a lot of time on my Christmas graphics. That's why I wanted to make sure I had them up for a little bit because I did spend time on my Christmas graphics yeah, we did the clip of uh, Marjorie Taylor Green earlier she said uh, if her and Steve Bannon had, it was her plausible deniability right she's like I wasn't involved in January 6th because if I had have been involved in January 6th me and Steve Bannon we would have won and we would have been armed is what she said Fucking shit. Comedian Mark Curry. Famous for the show that I loved when I was growing up. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Comedian Mark Curry claims Colorado Springs Hotel racially profiled him during his stay. Actor comedian shared in an Instagram video that he was enjoying a cup of coffee when he was reportedly approached by a hotel employee who repeatedly asked Curry if he was a guest. Fucking Mr. Cooper, what the hell? Comedian Mark Curry posted a lengthy Instagram video on Saturday. So we got video, let's do it. God damn, it's it's a half hour long. It indeed lengthy. Alright, so the problem is I'm in a hotel lobby. And this man wants to see, I don't know. I'm I don't know what's- I'm just asking if you're a guest. Huh? I'm just asking if you're a guest. And I'm asking, are you a guest? I just said no, I'm an employee. Well, let me let me see some ID. You got your backup. How you doing, backup? It's Does Mr. Cooper. <laughs> Hello, backup. John, you've been, you been here for 15 minutes. No, sir, I've not been here for 15 minutes. Okay, well, we're gonna put you, all right. People, he's asking me for my, I can't be in the hotel lobby. This hotel lobby, you cannot be in this hotel lobby if you're black and you're in Colorado Springs. So if you're black and you're in Colorado Springs, you can't be in the lobby. Wow, this is crazy, isn't it? So check it out. 
Ronda Ron says buy the place. And oh, like, yeah. I'm sorry. Mark Curry probably doesn't have that kind of money. Yeah. Look, they got a black man in Colorado. He's he probably Spring. doing all right. So they send this dude. Look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The one, he talks now. He talks. Yeah. Yeah. So a black man can't be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to pull a race car, boy. So, so. And, and so, so we got an Uncle Tom calling me, saying I'm doing the race car, but he, but he hanging with this dude. This is what it's all about, people. He called me uh, uh, the race we car. Yeah. I've asked you very politely. What'd you ask me, sir? I can't hear. Are you a guest of the hotel? I can't hear you. Say it again. You heard me. I, I couldn't hear you. My hard of hearing. I'm sure he's a multi-millionaire, but I, w I wouldn't think like he's rolling. And then he got brother, he a four mil. Which one is it? He, look, he a brother. Look, he a brother. He got some he of that 90s brother. sitcom but, money, though, but he, so he, he, he doing all right. Saying I'm pulling a race car. <laughs> look at the way this motherfucker look. He need a race car. But he, probably, he probably had a deal with like ABC for like 20 years. I know. That's what it's all about, people. They have nothing else to do. They see a black man in the lobby. They see a black man in the lobby, and they look look at their stance. Look, they're gonna whoop my ass. Look, look at their stance, you guys. Look. I love it. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like, I, like I want to say, like, let it make you angry, Ram but also, like, you I know. should buy this hotel. That's the funny thing. So, how long are you going to stay here, buddy? Exactly, Mazamash. Okay. They were just and handing so, out money. How you doing? To people that they yeah. had these deals. This guy, this guy, this guy, this guy with you. I can't understand you. Okay. Yeah. You okay. Let's go look What's at these white people. But, the but there's a lot of white people that's sitting out there. Let's go ask them. Oh, so if I so if I go pay a drink, it's okay. You're perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. And you're a patron of the hotel. Oh. Which I asked you several times. But I got so I gotta be I gotta be in yes. the hotel. Yes, he could be and meeting somebody there. Of course, I'm at the hotel. Yeah, he could be waiting to check in in a little bit. Yes, there's a number of reasons <laughs> he could be at that hotel. Brown kid angel. Good evening. They got me locked up, you guys. They got me pent up. I feel threatened. You know, I, mean, I feel we were, threatened. We were watching. Look, look, look at the brother. Uh, I love Curry. the brother who laughed when the white dude laughed. I love you, Mr. Cooper. Get accosted by the I feel hotel threatened. staff. Please back up. I feel threatened from you. Your stance and the way you're looking at me, I feel threatened. So please, can you back up? Won't back up? I feel threatened. Borgie, good evening. You're making me feel threatened. <laughs> Look at the stance. You're making me feel scared, sir. I mean, they are just like hovering over This him. is a lie. Let's take this lie. As you can see, I'm in 
Boulder. I don't know where I'm at. I think I'm in Boulder, Colorado. I guess they think so, that he's just loitering. I'm in a line, dude. I come in here, and this dude walk up to me and said some bullshit. So this is what we're doing here. Look at this. It's, it's I would hilarious. assume that they have a problem with the glasses on. Look at the coming and just sitting in the hotel lobby. Look at his back. With the riffraff running, uh, they're paying customers he black. off. So I, I said, because I'm a black That's man. That's their rationale. He started laughing. The brother started laughing. So you know what? What are we doing in here? But we're gonna do this all day long. It's just it, like it's weird that this happens to someone who is so well known. Bob. Let's see if they follow me. Let's go. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. You gonna stop me from going to the bathroom? Bathroom is for paying customers only. Yeah, but, but you, don't touch Real me. Tough. Get that out of my face. Yeah, you better not touch Get me. Get out of my face. Well, don't follow Get me. Get out of my face. What you gonna do? You're not gonna do nothing. Hey, we we got, I'm having a problem with this dude here. Go up to the desk. Threatened. Tell yeah. them you're a I'm guest. I'm being threatened by this guy here. You're having a problem with their this staff. Guy, yeah, I'm being threatened. And him and his accomplishment. So I would like to... Uh, excuse me, ma'am. I'm with the guest Oh, okay. If you're new here, we usually do the news. I mean, this is kind of like a newsworthy story. But, like, at this point in time, I'm just... Uh, I love it. Doing exploitative stories. I'm being followed. Oh, but let me find the hotel. Just because I'm curious. They're following me around the hotel, you guys. Pissing customers. Let's go get on the elevator. Watch this. They're actually following me around the hotel. Excuse me, ma'am, you work people here? People soliciting. Oh, no one talking. People loitering. Oh, this is great. I mean, I think that's Mark Curry's uh, point, is that they're not just doing it to everybody, and therefore he is being racially profiled. The blondie playing in the background. I'm at the hotel, and these dudes followed me. They followed chilling me. At the they think that. They don't know who I am. This is what these white boys do. They do this, and then they get a brother with them. Look. How's it going? We got these dudes harassing me, following me. So, take a. Get your maintenance guys following Mark Curry around. I want to call the police on these guys. He's gonna call, call the police on you. Okay, guys. if he's gonna call the police on him. Yes. I don't like to harass me. I don't like to be harassed. I don't like to be followed. I don't like to be harassed. You see this people? You see what's happening? This is hilarious. Thank you. How you doing? I'm being followed and harassed by these guys here. And I don't know what the problem is. What do they ask you? I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they want and this dude's been following me for the last 20 minutes. Are you a guest of the hotel? Um, didn't you check me in? Do you have a room number? I'm sorry, sir. I, I don't know who this man is. This weird man has been following me. I need, I like to see some ID. I don't care. Who, I don't know who you are. 
I'd like to see some ID. Can I see your ID? Can I see a name tag? Can I see something? So I don't know who you are. So I'd like to, I would He's like to call the police or guy. He's the guy that's going to come into your room and fix your air conditioning. Okay. No, he told me he told no, me he was security wrong with maintenance work and no, an engineer. But work. you got to show me a badge. You got to show me some. You gonna walk up to me? I, see, look at this. So you don't have to show me. We're live. This is going great. So you don't have to show me anything. I'm gonna say that Mark Curry might be uh, bordering on well, a, well, a, a, you know, a for what, for what reason? Deal going on. So, so just safety. So safety. You just follow every. The only you keep brother watching here, this. I'm on. You don't have to for safety. Uh, but his, his, what about Mark Curry? Well, let's ask all these people of their guests first, and then I'll show you. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I need you to ask them. Are they guests first? Did you call the police? Did you Did you call your police? What you call them? Like the move would have been to, you know, like get the manager. That's people. I'm a Colorado Springs. We're What's at these the, fuckers doing on my ass. Call the police on them. Cool. Hotel Mining Exchange. Hotel Mining Exchange, Colorado Springs. Doesn't have a name tag on. Doesn't. He's filthy, dirty, and he still got my man in the back. His accomplishment. I think he's gonna Ain't take me down. Ain't nothing wrong with me. See, his, con- see yeah, Mark yeah. Curry's kind of rubbing his, me the wrong his, way here. Ain't his, nothing wrong with getting your hands dirty, boy. Mark. <laughs> Oh my God! That's what it's like fact, to be. Do come at to this your place, hotel, a swanky hotel like come that. Come on, follow me, guys. Expected to tip of me, picture How you doing? Good. Excuse me. Yes, your people are harassing me. No, he wasn't harassing you, Mark. Now come on, come on now. <laughs> Going up to his room. That's right. I got on this bullshit place, and these motherfuckers want to harass me like this. Isn't some bullshit? When is this shit gonna stop for Negroes? When is it gonna stop? My God. When is it gonna stop? All 30 minutes of this, or is he gonna go to his room and, and bitch ass for another 10 minutes? Yo, I am at my room. There's another fucking 15 minutes of this. Absolutely, he was profiled, he was, he was treated unfairly. He was kind of being rude to employees that had nothing to do with the situation. The police are awesome. Do you mean, do you mean the uh, 80s band of the police? Is that who you are praising as awesome? Did he actually go into a room? Get out of my room, and this motherfucker gonna jam me up. Ask me, do I belong in the hotel? All right, the Wyndham, the 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 Wyndham. That's a Wyndham hotel. Very Wyndham hotel. The the encounter, like I was, I was expecting a much longer encounter based on the. 
So he absolutely uh, has a right to be upset about the original encounter, but I think he kind of handled it like a Karen. I don't know if I'm glad I, I watched that. The Wyndham Grand Hotel and Spa in Colorado Springs. In a statement to people, the mining exchange said they are committed to providing a safe and inclusive space for all guests and employees. We deeply regret this incident and have reached out to Mr. Curry to offer not only our sincere apologies, but a full refund of his stay and an invitation to return at no cost anytime in the future. As a respected community partner, we are also using this opportunity to revisit training with our staff, helping to ensure all interactions are reflective of our, com our, of our company values. Mining Exchange plays a special role in the Colorado Springs community, and we will continue working each and every day to ensure that our hotel remains a space that is open and welcoming to all. Curry said that he did not want to tell them he was a guest at the hotel because there were numerous white people in the lobby who were not bothered by the hotel employee. Just true. BS PR statement, yeah. Alright, alright, alright. I lied earlier when I said this was the story I was looking forward to most. This, this is the story I'm looking forward to most tonight. <laughs> Apparently, uh, a human rights commissioner has quit after they were caught mocking God. Human Rights Commissioner quits after they were caught mocking God. This is from Fox News. Hard-fought victory, but we still have to keep our eyes open, don't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you this celebrating was a, this was a, today? A battle that I would we are never celebrating. Mock God. This is a battle that, that shouldn't have happened in the first place, but we are celebrating where everyone's very thankful that the tree's going up. Marianne, what is the town feeling right now? Oh, I, I have never seen our town come together more than this debacle. Um, for the longest time, there was a group of people in Dedham saying that we were divided and it was us versus them. But I'm God sorry, this Christmas tree has brought rights, out he? just a beautiful unity of different voices, people that I think come from different political ideologies, different ethnicities, different religions, but they all got behind this. And it, it's a beautiful thing. And it's, um, it's had some negative uh, Fox News doing a horrible job of actually telling us what the fuck happened. The Chiron says Library Scrooge surrenders to Christmas. Uh, shining on the town, but I think if you turn it glass half full, it's overwhelmingly full. Hey, Jason, are you buying the excuse that they were undergoing a holiday decoration review period since the spring and that they hadn't gotten around to erecting the tree yet? before this big kerfuffle exploded? 
Not even a little. Um, I think that's that's the uh, legal department's uh, wording, most likely. Um, based on what I've been told and what I've heard from multiple people, that so we are officially in the, in the middle of the war on Christmas. Kind of put up a stink about the tree, and then um, everything broke loose. You know, in terms of uh, social media and it being escalated, but there was really no leadership to to step in place and say, "Hey, we're not we're not going to do this." Right? Even from the top, everyone was just too afraid to try to make a decision. And and unfortunately, this is where we landed. Right? We're in national news, international news. Um, and I'm going to read the story. But, here just you know, second. again, like Marianne said, it. I, I think it, it's going to motivate people. Because they're clearly not going to, to tell us what the fuck happened. <laughs> in this video. I don't know who these people are. I don't know the setup for any of this. A member of a Boston suburbs Human Rights Commission resigned after posting a profanity-laden post to Facebook. It mocked God and cursed her fellow citizens amid controversy regarding a local library's Christmas tree. I have no, I don't even know where to start with this. Commenting was turned off before I could get an answer to my question of who put the lives of the library staff in danger, but the surprise twist is that it actually does not matter. Each of you who poked at and exacerbated this and brought it to the, that trash heap website are cowards. You were too cowardly to have an actual conversation and interaction. So you do what you have done time and again. Sent in the unhinged goons who don't even have a connection to Dedham, but who have an avid connection to hatred and bigotry. And you'll sit back and pretend uh, innocence and surprise, even though you knew goddamn well what you were doing. I know there's no way to survive whatever sanctions you'll ask the select board to put on my participation in commissions that actually try to make people's lives better. So I might as well go for it. Lisa Desmond, fuck you. You knew what you were doing. You spent days uh, getting a message while I'm on, on the stream. Uh, you spent days batting aside the people who asked you to ratchet this back. Everyone will tell you I'm not the most inclusive person ever. Everyone will tell you that you are a selfish fucking bitch who does not care about anyone but herself for a tree, for a motherfucking tree. You will put people's lives in a lot of danger, a lot of danger for a motherfucking Christmas tree. Cor Corsi, Brogan, Tully, McCormick, whoever the fuck is behind this, Maybe all of you, you're too goddamn cowardly to ever admit it directly, anyhow, but it really doesn't matter. You're all the same, and you are all worth nothing. You're trash. You're fucking trash. I hope this is worth it. All. I hope the fact that you, who claim to believe in Christ and Christmas, or whatever happy horseshit... <laughs> <coughs> Who, who claim to believe in Christ and Christmas or whatever happy horse shit you're trying to hide behind. <laughs> or the last, or the least gracious, most hateful, most disgusting trash in the world. 
Is this what you think your magic sky daddy wants? Where in the Bible was this again? In closing, I would like to add a final round of fuck you, you pieces of trash. <laughs> I hate each and every one of you, and I do wish great suffering on you. <laughs> you are terrible, terrible people, and you did it all because you didn't get your way. You are despicable. Now, now I might agree with everything this woman said, but you probably shouldn't hold a position on the Human Rights Commission if you said something like that, because persecution of religious sex is kind of a violation of human rights. Just... <laughs> but I might also agree with a lot of what she had to say. And it was kind of funny. <laughs> For a motherfucking Christmas tree, you're too goddamn cowardly to ever admit it directly. Now, I mocking God. I mean, I, I guess Magic Sky Daddy and the Happy Horse shit. Oh, that's my favorite part. I hope the fact that you, who claim to believe in Christ and Christmas or whatever Happy Horse shit you're trying to hide behind are the least gracious, most hateful, most disgusting trash in the world. He was clearly mad. The town of Dedham, Massachusetts, about 30 miles southwest of Boston, drew national attention after Lisa Desmond, manager of the local Endicott Branch Library, wrote on Facebook last week that its annual Christmas tree display had apparently been canceled to prevent offending people. Desmond noted that the town historically has celebrated and included everyone in our community, and she happily participated in a recent Juneteenth celebration at the library last summer. I participated in Juneteenth is like the public service version of I Have a Black Friend. Diane Loud, who was appointed to the Human Rights Commission in Dedham by the town's Commission on Disability, reportedly called Desmond a selfish fucking bitch in a subsequent Facebook post that accused her of endangering lives by raising the issue. I, I, I still don't know exactly what she's saying was, was putting lives in danger. Addressing others, she speculated might also have been responsible for bringing the controversy to wider attention. Lau continued in part, I hope the fact that you, who claim to believe in Christ and Christmas, or whatever happy horse shit you're trying to hide behind, are the least gracious, most hateful, most disgusting trash in the world. Loud participated earlier this year in an LGBT pride event hosted by the town of Dedham, and it's HRC... I don't know. Oh, Human Rights Commission. I was like, Hillary Rodham Clinton? What does Hillary have to do with this? Where she was joined by her grown child, Max, who discovered his transgender identity at the age of 13. Desmond responded to Loud's invective against her by calling for her resignation and saying she had called the police in response to the comments she was getting on social media, some of which accused the Christmas tree supporters of exhibiting Christian privilege. The Dedham HRC did not respond to Fox News' digital request for comment by the time of publication, but issued a statement last week announcing that Loud was no longer a member. 
HRC member Diane Loud has stepped down from her position on the Dedham Human Rights Commission, which, as I said, is probably a good thing. Not that what she said wasn't funny. We sincerely appreciate Diane's service and look forward to working with the Commission on Disabilities to find a representative to take her place. The town of Dedham also released a statement condemning the recent online threats and bullying that resulted from the spat on social media over the Christmas tree. Continue to encourage constructive conversation. I still don't exactly know what about the tree was an issue. The people on Fox News was like, oh, it's a wonderful thing. We got a Christmas tree. And I don't know what, what uh, was it loud? Diane Loud. I don't know what her issue was with this group of people. Because if I was to hear what her side of the story was and what her issue was, I might agree with her. Something made her write this this letter. I want to know what she felt was putting the, the lives of the library staff in danger because she may very well have a point. Lisa Desmond may be involved with these these hate groups that are attacking library staff. Very well possible. We didn't get that side of the story. A Monday statement, to, or at least not yet. A Monday statement to Fox News Digital, the director of the Dedham Library, which has two local branches, said Christmas trees would be going up in both of them after all. The initial decision to not display a Christmas tree was the result of an ongoing review of all our holiday decorations and displays that started back in the spring. What has played out on social media is, is unfortunate. It has negatively impacted our staff and the community and frankly transpired before we had even started our seasonal decorating. As we finish decorating for this holiday season, Christmas trees will be put up at both locations. Possible that it's just normal office politics. Or maybe Hillary Clinton was actually involved. Maybe we maybe we need to investigate her. She she caused the death of four Marines in the Christmas Wars of 2022. <laughs> so I don't envy people in the Northeast, but if you are are dreaming of a white Christmas, um, enjoy what you're getting right now. I don't know what the I don't know what the forecast is because they don't do like week forecasts, but apparently like the snow's hitting you. And now to a powerful storm that is moving east from California to Wisconsin. 18 states now on alert for snow, wind, and also blizzard conditions. This is parts of the Northeast get smash. I catch the I I have a a box that shows me the captions down here in the bottom corner and. I, catch it sometimes and it is really fucking funny hammered with their first snowstorm of the season Ooh. 
As a winter storm marches east, heavy snow, rain and wind causing chaos coast to coast. In the west, snow clobbering the mountains of Northern California. These whiteout conditions leading to power outages and road closures. I-80 into the Sierra Nevada restricted to only vehicles with chains. There's a bunch of semis stuck up on the highway and we can't get anywhere. The wintry conditions forcing some ski resorts to close. We just wanted to hit the slopes. <laughs> this from Heavily Mountain in South Lake Tahoe. Holy Chairs shit. on the ski lift violently swaying from wind gusts topping 65 miles per hour. Rain also pummeling the state, parts of the Bay Area, down to L.A., seeing three to four inches of rain from a so-called atmospheric bowling ball, causing flooding, spinouts, and some rock slides along the coast. Moving east in Utah this morning, a bus driver losing control on the slick roads. The bus rolling over 18 of the 25 people on board taken to the hospital and parts of the Northeast also seeing their first big snow of the year in Boston. The powerful storm causing hours long delays at Logan International Airport. Exhausted travelers seen sleeping on cots. It's going to be a long night. Blizzard conditions now heading into the heartland. Severe storms also expected in the south, including the threat for tornadoes. And forecasters say as this Good. widespread storm moves east this week, nearly every American in the lower 48 will be impacted. Hey, if you like that video. I don't know if we really liked that video, ma'am. I mean, it was just something I felt I needed to talk about because I do a news show and that's kind of newsworthy. Everyone in the United States in the lower 48 is going to be impacted by these storms. Yay. What do they call it? An, an atmospheric bowling ball? An atmospheric bowling ball is being rolled across the interior United States. But hey, it's all—it's not all doom and gloom. I'm going to leave you with uh, some heartwarming uh, fodder. World Cup 2022. Dave the Cat coming home with the England team. Hey, Dave the Cat, you're awful pretty. Dave the Cat became England's unofficial furry mascot and is coming back to the UK. The three lions didn't roar to World Cup victory, but a new member of the squad will be coming home with them. I have no clue what that headline means or that subtitle. Fleet-footed Dave the Cat will be swapping Qatar warrants for English chill just in time for the January transfer window. I don't know what that sentence means either. The purring predator has won hearts uh, as the player's unofficial mascot. They originally said they'd bring Stray Dave back if they won the trophy, but decided to rehome him anyway despite their quarterfinal heartbreak. I guess they lost in the World Cup. Manchester City duo John Stones and Kyle Walker have been Dave's biggest fans, posting regular updates and pictures of the cat most evenings. There is a picture of Dave en route to his new home in the UK. Oh, three lions is the uh, England emblem. Okay. 
Dave became a regular fixture at the team's dinner table uh, where Walker says he was welcome, but not everyone agreed. Some people really don't like the cat, but I love him. Big Dave. He's big now. He's getting big. <laughs> I just fed him before I came here. I don't know, the first, first day we got there, we got like a little table around the corner. Next minute, Dave pops out. And then every night he's there sat waiting for his food. But the other day, that actually didn't um, didn't eat all his food. We were a bit annoyed at him. Uh, Think he's getting a bit greedy. <laughs> Have you met a cat? A cat get a bit greedy? What? Big Dave. Stray cats are a common sight around restaurants and hotels in host nation Qatar. Dave has won not just the hearts of the England players, but also the attention of the world's media, with questions about him in the week building up to the quarterfinal against France, and perhaps inspired by the drama of that game, Dave recently got into a little scrap with another cat, according to Walker. We have more Dave. We have another video. Hell yeah, Dave the cat. He don't look like he's very happy right now. He's he's caged up. <laughs> the kitten had to go to the vet today, and I asked curious her. I'm like, well, like you know, is she is she coming home tonight? And she was like, well, no, I'm going to go get her whenever, you know, I get the message. <laughs> I was like, oh, I figured she'd just come home tonight. <laughs> no, she might think she did something wrong. She's in, like, kitty jail. <laughs> she was only at the vet a couple hours. I heard, I heard her meowing. Not long after I laid down to go to sleep. I have video of her. Carrier. He wasn't happy about it this morning. Well, I'm glad they took Dave with him. So he's got to head to a veterinary uh, clinic first. I guess he's got to get checked out, get his shots. I'm sure that Dave is going to be very well taken care of and loved. Yes, unfortunately, Dave is British now, and that is kind of a tragedy. We don't like them British around here. It's Monday night, isn't it? I think I was going to plug Prime Minister's questions, but it's Monday night. I don't know what night it is. I don't know what's going on. I am so confused about everything. Ask me questions. A warlord showed up when we started talking shit about the British. Wouldn't you know it? Period. It was already night night for you. Play. I played Dave the cat. <laughs> <laughs>
I guess we'll go hang out with some. Always a fun time. If you're watching on Twitch, you are heading over to Squid. I'll be back tomorrow, probably. Maybe if I don't oversleep, go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol.